1: Children in Ukraine have been wounded and are traumatized by the violence. UNICEF is on the ground providing health, hygiene, and critical emergency supplies. Please go to unicef.org to donate now. Thank you.
2: All Hit Radio.
1: Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality.
3: Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell.
1: I was walking home from school on a cold winter day, took a shortcut through the woods and I lost my way It was getting late and I was scared and alone But then a kind old man took my hand and led me home now Mama couldn't see him oh, but he was standing there And I knew in my heart He was the answer to my prayers Oh, I believe there are angels among us Send down to us from somewhere up above They come to you and me In our darkest hours To show us how to live Just how to give to guide us with a light of
3: Welcome back to The Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network and the Exxon Broadcast Network, as well as our growing family of broadcast affiliates stretching across Canada, the United States, the Caribbean, Central America, South America, the Pacific, in, uh, the Pacific Rim, Australia, Asia, Africa, Europe, the X Zone is growing thanks to you, the members of the X Zone Nation. If you'd like to send us an email, X Zone at X Zone Radio TV dot com on MSN Messenger, X Radio TV at Hotmail dot com, and our website, www. TV dot com. This hour, we're going to be talking about my favorite topic, my favorite subject, because I believe. And the reason, I believe, is because I know firsthand that angels do exist. I'm going to share a story with you, ExoNation. I have a younger brother who lives in Montreal with my mom and dad. When we were very small, tin cans is what baby food came in. And my brother was very, very young. In fact, I believe he was under a year, maybe two years old at the very most. And the baby food that my mom gave him for supper was tainted. My brother was rushed to the hospital, and it didn't look very, very good. All my aunts and uncles came over to the house while my dad, my mom, and my younger brother were in the hospital, and everybody was praying. And in the kitchen, I saw this man. This man looked at me, and he smiled, and something inside me was telling me that everything was going to be all right. Everyone was expecting the worst. And as I was looking at this man, my grandmother said to me, what are you looking at? I said, the man over there who's telling me everything is going to be okay. Okay. No sooner did, I, did those words leave my lips, ExoNation, the phone rang. It was my mom from the hospital telling us that my brother was going to be all right. That was the first experience with an angel I had. The second experience was years later. My brother and I shared our bedrooms when we lived in Montreal. And I woke up one morning and I saw an angel praying over him my brother in his youth was not the healthiest of of children he had he was cross-eyed tongue-tied nearly passed away with scarlet fever but he always pulled through and i believe it was because of his angels And no matter what anyone says, you can't shake my belief in angels because I know for a fact that angels really do exist. When I come back from this two-minute commercial break, I'll be joined by our next guest, Karen Forrest. We're going to be talking about angels. Karen is the author of Angels of the Maritimes, By Your Side, and Canadian Angels, By Your Side. I'll be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break. As Karen Forrest joins me talking about angels this hour here in the Exxon from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network and on the x Broadcast Network.
1: And I lost my way. It was getting late. And I was scared and alone. But then a kind old man took my hand and led me home. Mama couldn't see him, oh, but he was standing there, and I knew in my heart, he was the answer to
3: Welcome back. Karen Forrest is our special guest to this hour. She is the angel lady. She authored regional bestsellers, Angels of the Maritimes, and Canadian Angels by her side. Receiving extensive spiritual training, Karen works as an angel therapy practitioner. Uh, An experienced lecturer and speaker, Karen has uh, delivered over a dozen various dynamic spiritual workshops and lectures, Karen has appeared on TV shows, guests spoken on radio, and quoted in various newspapers. Uh, achieving a bachelor in nursing, Karen served as 17 years in the Canadian Armed Forces, retiring as a captain, medical health nursing, nursing officer. And Karen resides in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. And Karen, welcome to the X Zone. And, and how did you go from being a mental health nurse in the Canadian Armed Forces to talking to angels and dead people?
0: I can tell you, Rob, it was not my plan, that's for sure, because I do have that strong biological model um, working in the mental health field Mm -hmm. and working as a nurse and, and for heaven's sakes, being a soldier. So when I was still in the military, my original plan was retire from the military after my 20 years, get my pension, and continue to be a mental health nurse because I did love my specialty as a nurse. The thing is um, I've always been very particular about honouring my life path wherever it takes me. And it, and it has taken me to some crazy places sometimes. And um, what happened was, about three years before I retired from the military, I started to become much more interested in learning about angels, how to communicate with them, and as I started to take very extensive uh, training with my spiritual work, I started to realize when I retire from the military, my life's going to go in a different direction. I will be doing spiritual healing instead of uh, healing from a biological model. But it was not my original expectation in my life. I never thought I'm going to grow up one day and talk to angels and dead people for a living did not occur to me at all.
3: When did you have your first angelic ex- experience?
0: Um, I can tell you when I first literally felt my angel, because I've always believed in angels. Mm-hmm. I, I was brought up as a Roman Catholic, and, and I've always believed in angels and believed in God and kept it pretty simple with that, and would call upon them throughout my life, usually more in desperate situations, and, and that's what happened this one time I literally felt, where you talked about seeing an angel, mm-hmm. the first time I felt an angel, I was um, doing a rucksack march in the military and as part of my officer training, and I had to pass this as part of my basic training to become a nurse, and I knew I was going to be, become a nurse, there was no doubt in my mind, I was going to be a nurse, and I had to pass this thirteen-kilometer rucksack march. And I was finding it hard. The last three kilometers, I'm carrying fifty pounds on my back. I'm only five foot two. I'm I'm rather short, but I'm carrying the same amount of weight that a man will have to carry. And, And I was finding it tough. And I remember suddenly thinking, Dear God, angels, you must, must help me right now. I have to finish this darn thing, and I need your help. And then I suddenly felt a light pressure on my back guiding me forward. And I didn't, I didn't know what the time I was an angel. I just thought, oh, thank goodness for that person behind me who's just giving me that gentle push forward to help me keep moving forward until I finish this march. The person didn't speak to me, and I was very grateful because I'm thinking I literally have to focus on one step at a time. I don't want someone yakking at me. So at the end of the march, I t- turned around to thank this person for helping me out because without their help, I know I wouldn't have done it. There's no one there. There's no one there, and I just... It just dawned on me. It's like a light bulb went off. Oh my gosh, that was my guardian angel. That was my guardian angel wow. that was with me. That was not a real person like I thought.
3: When did so you? That's st- the
0: first time. When mm-hmm. did you
3: start seeing dead people?
0: Dead people. Oh, that. And you know, in my late thirties, <laughs> when because my primary focus was communicating with angels and working with the angelic realm with divine beings. So, but what happened was as I was increasing my ability to communicate with angels and communicate with God, it turned out it increased my ability to communicate with dead people. And I didn't even have that intention. I really couldn't have cared less about talking to dead people, quite honestly. And even although I do work as a medium, I am professionally trained as a medium, it's still not my primary focus, but I do it in honor the fact that I can. But what was happening, which is really, quite honestly, freaked me out, is I was working still on military, still as a mental health nurse, mm-hmm. doing a lot of grief counseling with the men coming back from um, from Afghanistan, a lot of people being killed at the okay, time, so. so I was doing a lot of grief counseling, and, and then I started to realize what was happening in my sessions is some of the dead people were coming through to me who were related or knew my clients trying to pass on messages, and, um, and I always remember sitting there going, I can't pass on a message. I'm their mental health nurse, for heaven's sakes. I'm going to look like I'm crazy. They don't know I can do this. I didn't know I can do this, and get lost. You're driving me nuts. So that was my first experience communicating with dead people.
3: Does does everyone have angels around them?
0: Absolutely. We all do. I mean, whether you choose to work with them or not, of course, it's your own choice. But we have many divine beings, including angels. Even what I would label the meanest person on Earth, they just might not be quite as connected. <laughs> but they have them. There's no one that does not have angels around them. And very specifically, we have guardian angels who um, are with us from the time we're born until we until we die, and know everything about our life contract and our soul. And those are the ones that I work with the most are people's guardian angels.
3: So, what is the main function of a guardian angel? What is their prime directive?
0: The main function is to help you honor your life purpose and guide you in your life so that you're living a peaceful life and then coming from a place of love. That's what they're there for. That's why I call upon them for everyday things, right? If it makes me feel, quite honestly, because this is me being human, and this is this is the truth about me. If, if if I feel more peaceful that I get that parking spot near the front door, I'm going to ask the angels, to give me that parking spot near the front door because I'm going to feel more peaceful, and they will help me. You know, Or if I feel more peaceful in everyday life by saying, hurry up that line up in the bank because I'm in a hurry, they will hurry up the line up in the bank because I'm in a hurry, and it makes my life a little more peaceful. So I will use them for everyday things and simply ask them, what do I have to do today to honor my life purpose? What do I have to do today... to to be staying on my own path. And and as I said, I've always honored that, and it's taken me in in directions from, you know, when I first left home and I was working as a nanny and, and working as a maid to joining the military to becoming a nurse to now working as an angel therapy practitioner.
3: When do they step in and help us? Do they have to be asked, or are there times when they'll just step in whether you want them to or not?
0: For the most part, you have to ask because of free will. And and that's the emphasis of both my books in everyday life. Ask your angels or God or whatever divine being you, you prefer to work with, but pick a divine being and ask them for help because you have the choice. You have that free will to ask for help or not. And what happened was, as I learned to ask for the help more frequently, like in my everyday life, not just in times of absolute need, but in my everyday life, my life became much more smoother much more uh, peaceful, much more relaxed, I and I used to be a very hyper, kind of type A personality, not kind of, I was a type A personality, <laughs> and my husband noticed the difference, and it's funny, cause, and I talk about this in my second book, my husband, were, uh, who I've been married to for 19 years now, were laying down in bed one night, and he turned to me, and he said, what is wrong with you, what's your problem? And I kind of took offense, I said, you know, nothing's wrong, I'm doing great, I'm relaxed, I feel peaceful. I'm happy. And he says, that's what I mean. What's wrong with you? (laughs) Call upon them. You need to call upon them. The only time they'll intervene without you asking for help is in an emergency situation where it is not your time to cross over, where it's not your time to die. They'll step in or try to, because again, you still have free will. You can still ignore them, but they'll step in and intervene if it's not your time to die
2: Hmm.
0: without you having to ask for that.
3: How do we know who our guardian angels are?
0: A lot of people don't really, to find out who they are, I encourage people to do a meditation where you call upon your guardian angel, so you simply hold the intent of guardian angels. i like to meet with you, i like to hang out with you, and who are you? Now, when I use the definition guardian angels, I'm not talking about your deceased relatives. So to me, because some, mm-hmm. pe- some people will say, oh, you know, my D.C.'s mom, she's an angel. And I'm like, you know, your mom's a real sweetheart. I, I can talk to her, no problem. She is a real nice person. But she's not what I call a guardian angel because angels, when I use that definition, are light beings. They're, they're divine beings, so they've never been human. So your dead relatives are absolutely around you. They're absolutely around you. They're doing just fine. But when it comes to guardian angels and you want to get to know who they are, sit down in meditation, ask the, uh, hold the intent of connecting with them, Mm -hmm. and ask them do you have any names for me and just feel their presence just feel their presence you're going to feel peaceful and and comforted and loving when you're in the presence of angels or any divine being
3: what was it like the first time you helped someone using your angelic abilities
0: um it was it it was amazing It, it what it is it's to know that i can help someone especially coming from my background biological background without having to use drugs, <laughs> was just incredible, absolutely incredible. To know that from the that the hard work that I did, because I took extensive training, I mean, that did not happen overnight. I had to make a lifestyle changes in my life to get to the point I'm at right now, to be a spiritual teacher and spiritual healing healer. But when I started to and I helped the first person, um, it, it amazed me, and, and quite honestly still does, and I've been doing this for years now. And, and I still get amazed at how the angels can intervene when someone's open to it and ready and change the life around so quickly. And that's part of the reason why I stopped nursing. I, I quit nursing completely, not just when I retired from the military, but I said, you know what? I know I can do deeper, faster, more meaningful healing and work with people with my spiritual work. Then what I was able to do as a mental health nurse where I constantly felt constrained by that. Mm-hmm. So I said, I, I realized I have to, I have to leave nursing. It's my time to go and, and start a little bit of a different path for myself in that way and honor that.
3: Karen, stand by. You and I have to take a commercial break. Karen Forrest is our special guest, exonation. She is the author of two books, Canadian Angels by Your Side and Angels of the Maritimes by Your Side. Karen Forrest's website is www.karenforrest.com. That's K-A-R-E-N F-O-R-R-E-S-T. Dot com. Karen and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada on the Talkstar Radio Network and the Exome Broadcast Network. Forrest is our special guest. She is the Angel Lady. Her website is www.karenforrest.com. That's com. Karen, um, you and I were talking a little bit uh, off air about people who have had angelic experiences who, who don't want to say anything about it because they don't want people to think they're a little, well, strange.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: That's right. <laughs> I hear that over and over and over again. That is part of the reason I wrote my first book, Angels of the Maritimes, so that people can realize you're not the only one with these experiences. Because a lot of people are like, am I the only one? Am I the only one? I'm like, no, I hear it day in and day out all the time with my work. That's why I wrote the books, because they're a collection of angel stories of my commenting after angel stories to teach you how to bring the angels into your everyday life. and um, pe- But people, they're not always talking about it because they don't want to look like they're crazy. That's the stories I hear all the time. And, and, and people aren't asking them, are you having angel experiences? Have you mm-hmm. received a sign from a deceased loved one? People aren't talking about that enough. And when you ask people, they share their stories so easily, and, and they want to share it. They have so much to say about it.
3: Can you share a few stories with us tonight?
0: Sure. Oh, yeah, I love to. <laughs> I have all kinds of stories. Um, one of the stories um, that I have is um, uh, it's actually a children's story, because I often encourage children to call upon their angels, too, and learn to do this at a young age. And so there's this little boy in Prince Edward Island, and he learned from his parents to call upon angels to help out. Mm-hmm. And his father's a school bus driver. So one morning they got up getting ready to go to school, and... And the little boy, I think his name was Austin, and he heard the the tires spinning in the bus, and he's thinking, "Oh, that's weird. Daddy hasn't left for school yet. And Daddy's the bus driver, and Daddy's always on time because he's got to pick up the kids. Why hasn't Daddy left yet?" And then he heard the spinning of the school bus wheels, and it turned out the school bus was stuck in the in the backyard in the mud. And, And so he jumped to the window and saw this, and he's and little boy said, "Oh, angels." my daddy, he has to go to school. He has to pick up the kids. And then as soon as he thought that, instantly the it's like the bus just suddenly lurched forward, just suddenly lurched forward right out of the mud and, and was able to continue on the way to pick up the children. Wow. You know, so again, everyday things that people can ask about. Um, I know another time um, a woman who who was going through a, a rough time in her life, and she was sick in the hospital, and she felt very despair, a lot of despair, and, and really just felt overwhelmed, and, and she felt alone. And um, at nighttime, it was the worst for her, because, you know, not a lot of people are exactly in the hospital at nighttime, and she, that's when the fears came up the most, and she prayed, and she said, like, God, I just, I need some help. I, I really need some help here. I, I need to know that I'm going to be Okay. And then the next night, for the next four nights in a row until she was released from the hospital, each night, late at night, like around 11, 12 o'clock at night, a doctor would come in and sit on her bed and just talk to her briefly, Mm -hmm. and she always felt calmer. She felt calmer. She felt more peaceful. And the doctor didn't say much, but she felt more peaceful. And she was very grateful for this doctor coming in. So the day that she was released from the hospital, after four nights of this doctor visiting, she asked the nurses, who was that doctor? Because I know it wasn't my normal doctor, but he kept coming in as the like, the midnight doctor he the night shift doctor. Who is he? And the nurse said, there's no doctor coming to visit you at that hour. There's just there's us, and there's no one in your room from 11 to 12 at night. You know, that, that there was no one there. And then she realized, my gosh, that, that was an angel. Wow. An angel posed as a human being to help her out and provide her comfort that she needed us. Yeah.
3: now are there angels in every religious philosophy on this planet?
0: Yes there is every religion uh, in in some way or other believes in angels yes hmm. yeah there's no religion that doesn't um, believe in angels in some way they use different names but but they are angels yeah
3: T- tell me are there negative angels uh, or, or, or what or what are what are the fallen angels that we've heard about?
0: Yeah, uh, and, you know, people ask me about that, there are no negative angels, because that even goes against my definition of an angel being a divine being of pure love and pure light. Right, so if you're pure love and pure light, you're not not a negative being to begin with. Uh, fallen angels is not a term that I use, because I don't believe in that, but some religions will use that term, fallen angels, and um, then you're looking at a negative entity, because um, so, there is negative energies mm-hmm. out there, but that is not an angel. That's a negative entity or a negative dead person. So what people ask me or worry about the most is, well, if I'm talking to angels, how do I know it's an angel or not some negative entity that's going you know, is the devil going to come through or something? No. <laughs> if you hold the intent of talking to an angel, that's who you're going to get. Right? So as long as you're not sitting there holding the intent, I want to talk to the devil or I want to talk to a negative dead person or I want to talk to a really negative yucky energy, then that's not what you're going to get. But if you're holding intent, I want to talk to angels, or I want to talk to God, or I want to talk to Jesus, that's who's going to come through to you. You do not have to fear that a negative entity is going to come through. That will not happen if you're not holding intent of working with that.
3: Do the angels ever get tired of working with us or helping us out?
0: (laughs) I get that question a lot. (laughs) Or more like, am I bothering them too much with all my requests? (laughs) God knows I ask angels at least 20 times a day for something. Um, No. And I, t- I really encourage people, do not put our human limitations on angels. Angels are divine beings. They are not people, right? So I might get tired if you ask me for a lot, but I'm human. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm an angel. I'm not a divine being. I am a, I'm a human being. Uh, so angels, because they're human beings, have no limitations on them, right? They're not going to get tired. I do not worry that if I call upon, say, for example, Archangel Michael, to help me with something that I am taking away from someone who needs something supposedly bigger because angels do not label things big or small, although I will as a human being. So you're not taking them away if I'm asking them to help me. You know, for example, um, today I was asking them actually um, just to keep my phone line clear for an hour because my phone kept ringing off the hook, and I'm like, keep my phone clear. I, I I have to get some work done. I need my office quiet for an hour. So for an hour, and only an hour, my, my phone line was clear. Now that did not distract away from someone else who's praying for their health or praying for someone who's in a serious condition right now. Don't put human limitations on angels. There's no limitations on them, none whatsoever.
3: So the same angel can be in can be in more than one place at a time.
0: Well, that's exactly it. That's that's why the angels are not human beings or an earthbound spirit who who's stuck and can't be at more than one place at one time. They can be everywhere, just like God can be. Omnipresent, right? Everywhere, all, anywhere, all at the same time, uh, angels can do that, and, and that's exactly what they are doing.
3: Karen, when you speak to people and they ask you to communicate with those on the other side, what right. is the most common thing that the dead people tell you?
0: Yeah, there's, there's two, and it comes up all the time. Two things that, that a DC's person is going to tell me the first thing is they're okay because almost always the person in front of me wants to know are they okay are they okay so the first thing that DC's person is going to tell me is I am okay I, and the second and I'm at peace that's the thing I'm okay and I'm at peace and I send you love they're always sending the people here back on earth lots of love lots of love let them know they're still with them in spirit They're still helping them out. They still have that connection, that spiritual connection with them. They have not left them, even though they're in a different realm. But they're okay. They're at peace. And I love you. That's what they always say.
3: When it's time for someone to cross to the other side, are there Mm -hmm. angels there with them to bring them across?
0: Yeah, absolutely. When, When it's time for your soul to cross over into the afterlife or heaven or whatever word you want to use, um, we don't. Our soul doesn't do that alone. We have angels helping us out, and we have our DC's relatives of the light, like those who have successfully crossed over, helping us out too. So, so there's many people that are helping the soul out in that transition in the crossover.
3: Now, you said those who successfully crossed over.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
3: Okay. Now, I <laughs> explain that what, one to me.
0: What does that mean? I know. Yeah. Um. You can have what's called, uh, what I use the expression, earth-brown spirit, mm-hmm. or some people refer to them as a ghost, which means that they're kind of stuck, they haven't completely crossed over because they're still have one foot here on the earth plane, mm-hmm. might not realize they're even dead, and, or, or, or resisting going, like, literally into the light, into the light. Um, so those are earthbound spirits or ghosts, and and most people, trust me when I say it, they transition just fine into the afterlife, but there are occasional earthbound spirits that need some assistance to say, look, you got to go to light, let me go to light, and that's where I'll call in a deceased person who has successfully crossed over that's related to them to say, look, you know, your mother or your grandmother, they're over there, go with them, go with them, you'll be all right, and they'll come help them with that transition. And then you also have negative dead people, too, who I don't communicate with because I, I have no reason to communicate with negative dead people, so I don't bother with that. Um, but they exist, um, and they're in a what I call lower vibrational level. And those ones, I, um, as I said, I, I, I don't communicate with them. Yeah.
3: All right, so how does a person know that when communicating with angels... Mm
0: -hmm.
2: They're not
3: crazy that they are, in fact, communicating with the angelic realm.
0: Yeah, yeah. How do you know that? Um, First of all, it's going to feel loving. It will feel loving. It will feel supportive. It will always feel good, even when it startles people. Because I have people say, I want to see an angel. I want to see an angel. Oh, my God, I saw an angel. And they get all freaked out and tell the angel to go away. And I'm like, why? Was it ugly? No. Did it feel bad? No, it just startled me. Okay, but it felt good. Yeah, it felt good. It was beautiful what you saw. Yeah, it was beautiful what I saw. Angels, when you're working with them, very loving, very guiding, very compassionate, would never say anything negative. When And heaven knows I've seen this as a nurse, when someone who is psychotic, who has broken off with reality, mm-hmm. and they're saying, I'm seeing angels, <laughs> it's, it's not pleasant what they see it's not, they'll see darkness. The, the The angels will tell them things like, and I don't mean to be dramatic, but this is the reality of a psych, psychotic person. So, you know, go kill yourself or go kill someone else or do your harm. Angels would never say that. That's not a love, right? So that that's a psychosis. So if it feels loving and it feels good and and it, and it's and then you see it pretty, mm-hmm. then, then it's the angels. You're not having, you're not literally crazy. Because people worry, well, if I tell my doctor, that I saw an angel. They're going to think I'm crazy and lock me up. No, I've worked as a mental health nurse. I know what it takes to be locked up, and that's not it. So, it, with the, with
3: it. the with the patients that were were having these delusions, like, where the angels yeah. were telling them to to kill themselves, to end their lives, yes. were were these demonic entities that were actually telling these people posing as angels?
0: They wouldn't be posing as as, as well, I don't know, I don't think they'd be posing as angels. What happens is there's a few things going on. Is there an, a negative entity involved? There's no doubt in my mind there is. And, and that's why now that with my spiritual training, I can do some work with that with someone who has a mental health concern too. Mm-hmm. Um, but but there's also what happens is basically your brain's getting scrambled, and it's taking a, a meaning of what you know. So you take a religious meaning, because a lot of religions teach about um, uh, damnation, quite honestly. So, so, so uh, you know, they might learn from religion that, that this isn't good, this is bad, this is bad, God's bad, God's damning, God's fear, and that means so is angels. So then, you know, so God's tell me, or the angels are saying, go kill myself or go kill someone else. So th- they're taking on fears is what they are, um, but it's, and yes, it is negative entities too. It, it can be a combination of that. And, and of course, when I worked as a mental health nurse, it's a biological model. I was not trained how to work with demons. I mean, I, I had no spiritual training on how do you help release someone of that, which is now what I help people with when they're ready to. But I didn't have that training as a mental health nurse. I just drugged them all up, which, which you know, to a certain degree, medications, they absolutely needed to and helped them to get back into reality
3: you know we see so many times in the downtown cores of our major cities and mm-hmm. cities around canada and the united states people walking along talking to themselves and i've often wondered if they're yeah. talking to themselves or if they're talking to their angels
0: yeah it, 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 if you listen to the conversation that will give you an indication so if the conversation is loving and guiding and uplifting they're talking to angels if it's not real nice conversation, they're, they're talking to, chances are a negative entity around them or, or talking to themselves.
3: Karen, you and I have to take our final break. Please stand by exonation. Nation. Karen Forrest is our special guest, www.karenforrest.com. And we'll be back on the other side as we do a wrap-up of tonight here in the Exone Once again, Karen Forrest is the author of Canadian Angels by Your Side and Angels of the Maritimes. By your side, and again, her website www.karenforest.com. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away.
2: some reason to feel not good enough. and it's hard. For you. No
3: time for you. And welcome back, everyone. I'd like to take this opportunity of thanking all our guests tonight. Elizabeth Joyce was with me in hour number one. Bob, Java Bob Smalls back and I talked about Bigfoot in hour number two. David Franklin Farkas and I discussed house healings in hour number three. And Karen Forrest this hour and I are discussing angels. She is the Angel Lady. She's the author of Canadian Angels by Your Side and Angels of the Maritimes by Your Side. And her website is www.karenforrest.com. That's K-A-R-E-N F-O-R-R-E-S-T dot com. Karen, I want to take this opportunity of thanking you for joining us here in the Exxon. It's been a great hour with you. Um what can you tell our listeners that would help them to better communicate with their angels and 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 to open to open the door to the angelic realm?
0: Sure. There's two things. One is ask for their help. Ask for their help in your everyday life. Uh, and, and my motto is if you're not asking at least once a day, you're not asking enough. I must literally ask at least 10 or 20 times a day for something. So ask for the help that's how you get used to being around their energy and working with them Mm -hmm. the other thing is trust your intuition and act on your intuition because your intuition your gut instinct is divine guidance so if you're trusting and acting on your your intuition you'll be doing just fine in life
3: you know what many times I'm sure you know this as a member of the uh, Armed Forces Mm-hmm. I know when I was a cop I used to get that gut feeling, my intuition and I learned at a very early age in life to trust it. Yes. And I and I firmly believe by people like yourself coming on the radio, writing books, doing your own blog uh, blog show that you're helping people to open up their hearts and their minds to the many fascinating possibilities that we still yet have to discover, but they're out there. We just have to believe believe in ourselves and believe that all is possible.
0: And experience it, as you call in the angels, you experience it just like I did. I didn't Uh just take anyone's word for it. I'm like, let me just check this out for myself and see what this is about, and I did. And I did.
3: Any more books coming out?
0: Um, Yes, (laughs) my publisher keeps asking me that because I get a lot of um, requests for another book. Um, But my next venture is actually looking at doing a CD meditation on uh, five minutes of peace and quiet. So doing meditations that are five minutes or less to help people out in their daily lives. And I'm in the process of looking at starting to write that and then look for a publisher for that. But there will be more angel books, there's no doubt. Uh, uh, There's a big demand for me to keep up with the writing of them.
3: Karen, I want to thank you ever so much for joining us. I hope that you have an enjoyable cruise. Take care of yourself. (laughs) And I look forward to the next time you and I meet here in the Exo.
0: Thank you for your
3: time. My pleasure. Karen Forrest has been my guest this hour, www.karenforrest.com. Well, that's it for tonight, XO Nation. Once again, I'd like to thank all our guests. I'd like to thank my production staff and all our affiliates around the world because you, the XO Nation, are making this show grow so fast. I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. So until tomorrow night at 10 o'clock, when once again we cross this time-space continuum to this place that I call the X Zone, have a great evening and always keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Good night now.